old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. We are on episode six. I am Justin Mark. Call me J Mark. Find me on Twitter at J Mark Football. Before I continue, let me bring in my co host, J Mark's wifey, also known as Miranda. I call her Murr. You can call her Murr, I think. I think she'll let you do that. Find her on Twitter at J Mark's wifey. Miranda, how are you today? I am doing great now that my workday is over. And I recently got some new SGP swag. So. Work is over. I'm now relaxed and cozy in my new SGP sweatshirt. Life yeah, is good. Looking stylish in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Is that a rosé color? What would you call that? I'm not very good with colors, as you Dusty know. Dusty rose. Dusty rose <laughs> colored sweatshirt. So, um, you know, if you have a, a girlfriend, a wife, or just a, a friend that's a lady that likes football, it's not all manly colors. They got some, some nice uh, feminine colors, I would say. I would call that a feminine color, though a guy could pull that off, too, I yeah, suppose. a guy could pull it off. Yeah, I, I also got a new SGPN Fantasy Football t-shirt in a blue. I don't remember what the blue was called. You might remember. I don't. Again, color's not my thing. But anyways, um, we are talking tight ends today. And now I know what you're thinking. Tight end is such an iffy position. You don't know if you even want to think about it or if you're just going to wing it. But let me tell you, we're going to give you some insight to make you the envy of your league. And now I stressed envy um, as a nice segue. Miranda, what are we drinking today? Well, we are drinking Angel's Envy. I feel like this is a bourbon that has become quite popular among the bourbon scene (laughs) over the last year or so. And I know um, you were dying to get your hands on a bottle before we got a bottle i don't i don't know what was that back in february or so something like that yeah um so there's a a whole group of people on tiktok now i'm not a huge tiktoker but i do frequent the tiktok a little bit now and then um because there's a whole group of bourbon tiktok folk that review bourbons or whiskeys and stuff and i had seen this one from several people and just 
I really wanted to try it. Um, and the bottle is awesome. I think it's a it's a very unique shaped bottle. We're not going to call it a cute bottle like Miranda called the <laughs> makers one last week, um, but it's it's a very unique shaped bottle, a longer bottle with uh, really cool angel wings on it. Yeah, and just to kind of go with our theme of Costco finds, <laughs> um, this is another bottle that I got at a good value at Costco. I feel like there were like three Costco trips in a row that I made and I came back, lucky you, with a new bottle of bourbon for you to try. I feel like that wins me some wifey points. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you come home with a bottle of bourbon, you know I'm no doubt doing extra chores, extra help around the house. Um, I'll even <laughs> Working be, for that bourbon. <laughs> exactly. I'll be, no, no, you sit and relax. I got the dishes tonight. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, Costco, you can contact us at any time since we keep plugging you here with your excellent bourbon and whiskey prices. Uh, we are open to negotiations. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we're talking tight ends, our sixth episode here. Um, and Miranda, when we started thinking about tight ends and what we we're going to cover, you kind of brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little amendment to the Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football so maybe this is, I don't know if this is like an 11th or just a, a subsection. I haven't, so I haven't thought that far. So this weekend we have, and I shouldn't jinx ourselves, we have zero plans except for <laughs> and plans getting, just <laughs> getting caught up on things we haven't been able to do since we've been so busy lately. But if something breaks this weekend, it's now your fault. Way to put that pressure on me. <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> Um, I'm going to be making that Ten Commandment board for us so we can look at it every podcast. It's going to be in your face, Justin. But I don't know if this is going to be like the 11th Amendment or an addendum to it. I think it's important enough that it should maybe be... um, A new commandment. Yeah, the 11th. Yeah, because so what it is is that you need to invest in your tight end. I think that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the tight end position is very like overlooked when you're planning your draft. And I was thinking about all of my really successful seasons where I either won um, in the playoffs or I placed in the playoffs. Like what was it about my team that was different from any other years? And I realized like, and I didn't plan it this way. It just kind of happened during the draft. Um, in those years, but I had a really good tight end. I had not just a top 10 tight end. I had a, an elite tight end those years. And I think the talent pool for tight ends isn't very deep. So I think if you can find a way, I'm not saying like, don't go after that top running back or the wide receiver positions. It's really important to get the best value and good players you can Across the board, but... But maybe um, in your depth, you don't invest as much in the depth Mm -hmm. because you go and allocate some more funds towards the tight end. Um, Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the top tight ends, like the top, say, three or four, compared to all those after that, are are Mm -hmm. quite a bit above. And we'll kind of see that when we go over stats now. But um, 
yeah, there's just a world difference between your top guys. And so obviously if you're scoring more points, you're going to win more games. Mm -hmm. Um, So your wide receiver two maybe doesn't need to be as good as their wide receiver two. Because if you think of wide receiver twos, you're probably thinking of a difference of five points, right? Five points a game, let's say on an average. Tight ends, your top guy compared to your 10th guy, you're probably looking at, I don't know, 10 points a game, close to in a PPR league for sure. So, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I know the the most competitive league that I am in, the year that I won it, it was actually my first league in the championship. Um, it pays high score per week. My first draft pick in the first round was Rob Gronkowski, and obviously it was one of his better years. In fact, I think it's the year you spent so much on him thanks to auto-draft. But, but <laughs> you have to bring that up every time. Every time. We can let it go. If we're talking tight ends, we're talking about your auto-draft situation. But no, I mean, it helped me go to the championship, and that league was like, man, who invited this guy? And I have not been able to repeat that success since. So, But fingers mm-hmm. crossed for this year, I'll kind of talk about who my keeper is as we go. Uh, are you ready to talk some tight ends? Yeah, I just want to backtrack a second and go back to your point, and we'll see it as we talk through these top 10 um, ranked tight ends. After you get past like the fourth tight end, there's this steep drop-off in projected points for the year, and it just goes down from there. So I think those top four tight ends are going to be really important when you're planning um, – when you're pl- planning your draft and planning who you're going to get at tight end. Absolutely. All right. So as always, we will jump right into this, starting at the top. The number one projected tight end this year. No surprises, really. Travis Kelsey, $51. 2022 projection is 241.9 points. In 2021, he finished with 262.8 points, which was second. He did not finish as the top tight end. We'll talk about that guy in a little bit. He had 92 receptions on 134 targets. 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. Miranda, would you pay $51 for Travis Kelsey, a fourth of your budget? That's, I mean, a fourth of the budget, it's pretty steep. But I think that, I mean, he's an elite tight end. There's no question about that. So you're getting what you're paying for. And if you do pay that $51, you just have to strategically map out the rest of your draft because I don't think I don't think there's many people who are planning on dropping a fourth of their budget on a tight end. Yeah. So when you think of Travis Kelsey and the the changes, the Chiefs, the mm-hmm. Chiefs have lost a lot of air yards and a lot of targets with Tyreek Hill being gone, right? Um, they've also they've picked up though, like they've added Juju Smith. Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Yep. Um, and they have rookie Sky Moore. But the the Chiefs offense is built on everyone being everywhere and running all kinds of different routes. So I don't know, like I know there's concern of oh well defenses are gonna target Kelsey now. Well, I don't think that the way their offense is built, I don't think it's going to be that big of an impact when it comes to defenses. See, and that's my concern. Um, A guy like Tyreek Hill really opens the field up because Mm -hmm. of his speed. I don't think they replaced that. I don't think Juju is a threat like that. I don't think Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a threat like that. I'm a big fan of Sky Moore, but I don't think he's a threat like that. Therefore, I think the defenses can key on Travis Kelsey more. Um, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, 
but he's not having a $51 year in my opinion. So this is, this is a thing where I would absolutely not spend anywhere close to that. Um, I've kind of mentioned before when we talked about Patrick Mahomes that I am a little down on the chiefs this year. Now, um, if you listen to our, our mothership, which hopefully you do, but Kramer made a great point of, you don't think Andy Reed's going to figure this out as good of a coach as he is. You don't think he has a plan for not having Tyree kill. Excellent point. I just, I'm out on but, their offensive players this year. I, I have to agree with him though, because that's what the chiefs offense does. That's what they do. They, they don't just have a plan and they fit people into that plan. They plan around the people that they have. Yeah. And, and they adapt. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And credit to Andy Reid. I mean, he's a he's a hell of a coach. I just for me personally, I am staying away from um, all Chiefs players fantasy-wise. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going after a single one of them this year. And that includes spending a fourth of my budget on Travis Kelsey. All right. Well, those are some pretty strong opinions there, <laughs> Justin. Yep. Number two, the guy who finished as number one in 2021, his 2022 projections. Oh, sorry. I should say his name. Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens for $40. So $11 cheaper. 2022 projections of 215.2, um, which is almost 30 less than Travis Kelsey. In 2021, though, he was the only tight end to go over 300 fantasy football points finishing first 107 receptions on 153 targets 1361 yards nine touchdowns same amount of touchdowns a little more yards a little more receptions more targets than travis kelsey um well, how you feeling about mark andrews okay he went over 300 by one <laughs> i i'm not saying i think he had a very impressive year last year but it was a career high for him um but I think part of that is the fact that Lamar Jackson was injured and they focused on the passing. This is a run offense when Lamar Jackson is healthy. And when Lamar was out, we saw Mark Andrews targets. Um, he averaged at 11 targets for 22 yards per reception. When Lamar was back, he dropped to eight targets with 14 yards per reception. It's a good point. Um, and, you know, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown is gone off of the team, which he's not a Tyreek Hill, but he does have some mm -hmm. of that effect where he opens it up. Um, but I think that makes Andrews the main receiving threat, which could impact him negatively, much like Travis Kelsey. Defenses could just try to stop on him. However, I, I know that they don't pass as often. This is mm -hmm. a run first team. But when they do pass, this is a pass to Mark Andrews team. Um, $40 is pretty steep for me. Um, I don't know if I'm paying $40 for any tight end, no matter who it is, even if it's Travis Kelsey. I don't know if I can drop that on a tight end unless I'm already set up. However, I am a big fan of Mark Andrews. I think if you can make it work or if he goes cheaper, he's mm -hmm. definitely a guy to look at. Um, he, you know, I, he's one of my keepers in a league. He's definitely somebody that I'm always watching these past couple years here because he does have a good connection no matter who the quarterback is. I think the fact that they could rely on him even when Jackson was out is, is huge. Um, yeah, I'm a big Mark Andrews fan. I just, $40 is a lot for a tight end. But you're paying for the elite status. I mean, you want to talk about the elite tight ends and getting a top tight end on your team. That's going to be Kelsey or Andrews. I don't think there's enough comparison after that. Yes, the next two po 
two ranked tight ends are great and are going to help you if you get one of them. But you're, you don't see any of the other tight ends projected over 200 points this season. Except our next guy. One one other guy, barely, though. Barely. barely. Okay, barely. I missed that. <laughs> yes. Barely. barely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I like Andrews. He's definitely somebody. Mm-hmm. I, if you're making a run for a tight end, he's my number one guy. Um, I actually have Travis Kelsey third in my rankings. Ooh. Yes. Hot take. We'll see. But this is because you're really down on the Chiefs. See, I don't it, think that's true. fair. I don't think that's a fair judgment because I still think. I guess we'll see. We'll Time see what happens. Sure. But I think that. Kelsey should still be considered as an elite tight end and up there. And and, and I do. He's just third for me. Um, Andrews is first. This next guy is second. Kyle Pitts for $35 on the Falcons. 2022 projection of 203.9. So only 3.9 fantasy points above 200. 2021, he finished sixth at 176.6. 68 receptions, 110 targets, 1,026 yards, and a touchdown. Only one touchdown. Now, Rookie tight ends rarely make an impact, right? He came in, finished sixth, 1,000 yards, but only one touchdown. That, I think, is going to have some regression in a positive way. I mm-hmm. think that's going to go up myself. Um, before I make the case for number two, Kyle Pitts, what do you think of him at $35? You know, honestly, I'm, I'm going to let you. I have a couple things to say. I don't know if he's worth the 35 however i will say with only having one touchdown and to be able to make that big of an impact like think of what he could have done if he was more of a target in the you know in the red zone target getting those touchdowns for them i think there's i mean you could go down to zero but i feel like there's only room for improvement there um my my one concern mm -hmm. with kyle pitts is they don't have a lot of threats on offense Aside from Kyle Pitts, there's not a lot of threats. However, here's my case for okay, Kyle Pitts. Okay, make your case. Here's my case. So, first of all, I kept him for $24 in one of our leagues. And you know, for me to keep a tight end for $24, that's a big deal. Because as we've said in multiple times, I'm a cheap ass, right? Yes. So, um, however, okay. Marcus Mariota is his quarterback now. Marcus Mariota's 2015 season was his rookie year, right? His tight end, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker finished fifth that year. The tight end coach on that team, Arthur Smith. Falcons head coach now, Arthur Smith. If you don't think that they're setting this up to be like a Delaney Walker type role, you're crazy. Um, Tight end (laughs) coach for the Titans when Delaney Walker, he finished fifth in 2015, fourth in 2016, fifth again in 2017, and then injuries kind of derailed him. And that was with Marcus Mariota throwing to him. Marcus Mariota knows how to get the tight end involved and get him going in fantasy football. I think Kyle Pitts is better than Delaney Walker. And Delaney Walker was a good tight end. He was a good vertical threat. I think Kyle Pitts is better. So I think that fifth, fourth, fifth, where Delaney Walker finished, I think that's Kyle Pitts's floor. I, I honestly feel like that's his floor, and his ceiling is much higher. That's why I have him as my number two tight end. I, I know you were not prepared for me to go on a Kyle Pitts I, rant. I was not. <laughs> I was not. But I, I guess you, you know you're making a good point there. I get, we're gonna have to see on this one because yeah, I I but, just don't know how I feel about Pitts this year, but. Just the, the, the Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. Delaney Walker connection, and then Kyle Pitts being another talented tight end, 
That's why when I saw him there for $24, which I normally do not want to spend on a keeper for a tight end, I had to do it. I had to take that capital. And I just, I thought to myself, you know, we had already talked about your, your amendment of an elite <laughs> tight end. So I thought I got to do this. I didn't say elite tight end. I said invest in your tight ends. Right. And, and $24 for that value when he's like, he's going for like 35. We're seeing him go for 35 and you sure. kept him at 24. That's to me, that's a good value for getting a top tight end. Yeah. Now it would be hard for me to go into an auction, like a new auction and spend $35 on my $200 budget on Kyle Pitts. It would. I think I'm, more likely to do that than 51 on Travis Kelsey for mm-hmm. sure. Um, because I just think you, you, the value you're getting yeah, there. There's a lot of upside there potential for, sure. for the yep. like almost $20 less. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, before we continue, we got to have a shout out to our sponsors. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time where new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. Who do you think it's going to be? There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Have you been to Odds Trader? If not, why not? If you're a sports gambler, you have to check out Odds Trader. I go to it all the time when I'm looking to bet a game. Here's why. I can look at the lines for every book. All of them. There are so many on there. I can see which ones have the best lines without having to jump from app to app or website to website. OddsTrader is the place to compare odds from all major sport books. You can compare the different sign-up codes even and promotions to get the best deal. The app provides player statistics, game day stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all the games and betting activity. You can do handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics projected game day weather bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity no more switching from app to app website to website what is there not to like about odds trader i like everything about it i know i love everything about it and all you have to do is go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire again that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader the number one site for all your game day bets we're also brought to you by run your pool Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. In fact, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop on now to reserve your spot. There's $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. You can't beat that. Plus, did I mention it's free? Run Your Pool is amazing. You can get on there. No more keeping track of your office pools on pen and paper and everybody coming up to you saying, hey, am I in the lead? Am I in the lead? Who's in the lead? How many points do I need? Now they can just check it on Run Your Pool online. You can run it online. It just saves you a bunch of headaches. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. Again, that's play.runyourpool.com SGPN. 
All right, now that we've gotten a shout out to some of our sponsors and I've gotten past my Kyle Pitts passion. The Pitts passion? Yeah, the Pitts passion. Is that a team name here? Do I hear a team name coming I on? I think it should be. I, in the league, I kept him. The Pitts I'm passion. Doing it. The Pitts passion is the name this year. Um, we're going to move on to number four, which is Darren Waller. For $31, 2022 projection. Now we dip under that 200 points, 196.2. He finished 17th in 2021 with 133.5, but we know he only played 11 games. 55 receptions on 93 targets, 665 yards, and two touchdowns. Miranda, what are you thinking about Darren Waller? I am I think I'm feeling okay with him. I would be happy if I ended up getting him maybe for a little bit better value than the 31. <clears throat> but I there's concern, you know, like – the Raiders, they're doing things over there. They now have Devontae Adams on the team. There's talk that, I mean, that could take some targets from Darren Waller. But I think, like, I think it actually betters their offense and it helps Darren Waller. I don't think of it as taking away from Darren Waller. I think there was a lot of disappointment with Henry Ruggs the third. And I think that them getting Devontae Adams is filling Henry Ruggs' role on the team. I think it's filling that spot that he like And they, then some. And then some. Sure. You know? So I think that it's strengthening the offense. It's I think it's actually I think it's good for Darren Waller. Um and now I do wanna say though, like he only played eleven games last season due to injuries. So I feel like this this is only if he can stay healthy and we see those targets in yeah, 93 mm -hmm. targets is is a lot of targets there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not as much as, say, 153 for Andrews, but 93 targets in 11 games. So yep. Carr likes to throw to Darren Waller. They have said they want to get him involved in the red zone more. Um, now, I know Adams could take some of those red zone targets, but it's the same thing. He could open up some of those targets because you have to account for Devonte Adams on the field. Defenses have to account for right. him. Well, and the red zone target, I mean, he only had two touchdowns last year, so they want to get him more involved. I mean, to me, that's – he didn't have many red zone targets last year that were successful. Kind of like you said before, it could probably only go up. If he yeah. gets under two touchdowns, something is wrong. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it could probably only go up. Um, I think this is a good value for Waller. I agree, of course, you, you want to get him cheaper if you can, but um, – it, there are a lot of Raider haters out there. there are, so, I mean, it's the Raiders. <laughs> yes, it is the Raiders. So. But the Raiders are changing. Yeah, shout out to our friend Chris, who's a big Raiders fan. Um, he's one of the few I know. Um, so <laughs> a lot of Raider <laughs> haters around here, that they don't want to bid on those guys when they're in the auction. So you might luck out, and mm -hmm. they might kind of be poo-poo on Derek Carr and Darren Waller and... Um, just think that Devontae Adams is going to be the only relevant one. I don't think that's the case. So I feel comfortable going after Darren Waller. Yeah, and I said it earlier. After the first four ranked tight ends, it drops. Yeah. So if you, like, I think there's a lot of potential, a lot of upside to him. If you can get the fourth ranked tight end at $31 or better value than that, you're sitting pretty good, and in my opinion, you've invested in your tight end, and you're going to have a good season. And you know what? All this Darren Waller talk has convinced me I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm changing 
Travis Kelsey to number four Ooh. and Darren Waller to number three now. That's ballsy. Yes, yeah. We are we are I am fading I'm do or die with fading the Chiefs here. And so are you saying Travis that thirty one he should be more than thirty one dollars to you? Because if you're gonna move around the rankings, that changes their dollar value. Or I just think that tight ends should be less in general and Travis Kelsey yeah. should be a lot less. But um Andrews Pitts, Waller, Travis Kelsey, that's how we're doing it. Listen to you. You are a cheap ass because you're saying that all tight ends should just be valued more, but they're not. These are their dollar values, Justin. They are valued. You have to pay more to get one of the top. And I know you don't want to do that. And that's why, like you said it yourself, your most one of your most successful seasons in one of your leagues was when you invested in your tight end. And I've seen the same. And I don't think that this is a common, like opinion that's out there i don't think a lot of people are thinking this way but we have proof in our past seasons yeah uh proof is in the pudding we'll see if it happens again but i just don't like spending that kind of capital well nobody wants to spend that kind of capital it would be great if it was infinite amount of money that we had in these (laughs) auctions but we don't (laughs) but but yeah like you can't change those dollars you can't just say i think the tight ends should start at 30 dollars and down (laughs) it doesn't work that way well it should (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> Moving on to, to George Kittle of the 49ers, who's only $24, 22, 22 projection of 178.9. In 2021, he actually finished as the fourth tight end. Do I jump him? No, I'm not going to jump him. We'll leave him where he is. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy G. However, that was in 14 games, 71 receptions, 94 targets, 910 yards, six touchdowns. One of his better seasons, actually, for touchdowns now. He goes from Jimmy G to Trey Lance throwing to him. How much would this affect him? And do you still believe in George Kittle at $24? I don't. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I don't. And I want to jump back to that his stats from last year. Yes, he had the 198 points. I want everyone to know half of those, about half of them, I think it was like 48% or something, came from only three games. So, so a little bit of an outlier affecting this. Yeah. Um, there's also like, yeah, with going to Trey Lance, there's concern he won't get as many targets. Um, he also like he's had injuries. He had a knee injury late in the season last year. He's had injuries for the past three seasons that have caused him to miss 13 games. So, you know, my stance on injury prone players, I'd rather let somebody else have him. I mean, if he can stay healthy, there's potential there, but I don't know how it's going to be with him and Trey Lance. Yeah, um, I hate to root against George Kittle, Iowa Hawkeye boy, and he is he is fun to watch. He's a high-energy player. He's on the field a lot. He's an excellent mm-hmm. run blocker, and I think that's why he is more often getting injured recently because he does play hard. He's in a lot of plays. Um, I'm iffy on him as well, but... I I will bow out on Kittle. If he's under $20, sure, I would take a stab at it. But 24 is too much for me with Trey Lance, not knowing how Trey Lance is even going to do. I mean, this is a team that they're built to run the ball, right, with Lance and all the running backs they have. Um, so, yeah, I'm also down on George Kittle this year. So that's a no for me as well. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to number six, Dalton Schultz, $20. His 2022 projection is 171.1. 
However, in 2021, he finished third with 208.8 points. That's probably a surprise to some of you. You know who I bet it's not a surprise to? Our buddy Cody Zeeb, who drafted him in one of the SGP leagues, and everybody called him crazy. It's probably because he knew he finished third last year. 78 receptions, 104 targets, 808 yards, 8 touchdowns. Um, How do you feel about Dalton Schultz this year at $20? I think there could be some good value there with Amari Cooper. He's gone but otherwise, like, you know, team remains the same. And I think that this could help him in a high-powered offense having no competition. And I think he's going to get those targets and those red zone opportunities. Yeah, he doesn't have to finish third this year to be worth $20. No, I agree. Um, you know, if he finishes top five, I know this is only at six, but if he finishes top five, um, then he's definitely worth spending twenty dollars mm-hmm. on. So I think twenty dollars is a good value. I think that he got, you know, he got really involved in the red zone last year. I think that's going to continue. I don't see it changing. Dak Prescott likes throwing to him, so um, Dalton Schultz is somebody to keep your eye on, especially because again, I, I think he's being slept on a little bit, and I would be surprised to see him go up to twenty dollars in most of our auction leagues. All righty, we're moving right on to number seven. Flying through these tight ends. <laughs> that sounded odd. Um, <laughs> number seven, another Iowa guy. So, you know, our Iowa love, we are in Iowa, in case you did not know that. But TJ Hawkinson, yeah, Iowa produces some good tight ends. A little sidebar here, but George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, mm-hmm. all out of the University of Iowa. So Kirk Ferentz doing something right with the tight ends. Um, we produce them tight ends. Yep, we do. Giggity goo. Uh, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, $16, 2022 projections, 161.2. Last year, he finished 15th with 145.3. Of course, that was in 12 games, 61 receptions, 84 targets, 583 yards, and four touchdowns. Um, TJ Hawkinson still has Jared Goff throwing to him, Miranda. Okay. What okay. I knew think? you were going to say something about this. You're such a Goff hater. I don't like the Lions either by any means, but he's. So Hawkinson is still arguably the best pass catching option that the Lions have. And he's still young. He has the potential and the potential to improve. He's a long lost relative of yours. No. Yeah, in Call case you different didn't spelling, know. Different spelling, different spelling. Yeah, you know how it works when you came over to America. How do you spell the name? Sometimes you change <laughs> it. Um, the Hawkinsons, which Miranda comes from, and TJ Hawkinson. I mean, it is basically the same. So probably much different spelling. <laughs> much different spelling. Anyways, that's probably why you like him, right? That no, no. <laughs> so let's get back to the point here, Justin. So I actually think that he might be a little bit of a sleeper this year. Um, I think. Well, I think that there might be some people out there who might be a little down on him. He was super hyped up last year, and he did not produce what was expected of him um he he got injured and then missed the last five games of of the season which were right when fantasy football playoffs started yeah so he let people down put a bad taste in. oh yeah and i know what that's like and how people can't get past that nobody wants a tight end that put a bad taste in their mouth okay (laughs) all right justin you gotta stop (laughs) (laughs) um but I'm like I think there's some good value here and maybe you might be able because there might be people out there who are down on him this year a lot you might be able to get him at a good value and 
I'm not saying that he's not already at a good value, but you might be able to get him cheaper. So I think you need to watch for him because I don't think with the disappointment coming off of last year, I I don't think people are going to be as hyped up on him as they were last year. It's probably very true because um, I know I'm down on him. You know, you, you have several things there. The bad taste that you brought up, the fact that Jared Goff hasn't really produced a good tight end as far as fantasy football goes. And then it's the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see a lot of Lions getting drafted in fantasy football because no. they generally. But if you're going to, he's their best pass catching option. Yeah, he is. Um, I, you know, even with Amon Ross St. Brown coming on late last year, and they brought in some new guys, but TJ Hawkinson is probably the most talented on the field position wise. Absolutely. I agree with you there. So we're going to take a little break to give a shout out to our some more sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dig into this bourbon here. Yeah, yeah. We are brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. We're using it for the SGPN Auction League, Listener League, and Sleeper just passed 4 million users. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper Now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Now, I know what you're thinking. You go to the store, you want some new coffee, you want to try something new, but there are so many things to choose from. You don't know if you want that light roast, medium roast, dark roast, or if you want the French vanilla, whatever, the millions of flavors there are. Well, I have good news for you. All you have to do is go to Trade Coffee, fill out their little questionnaire, and they will match you with the coffee that's right for you based on your tastes. That's right. This is expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every single day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. In fact, they're so confident that you're going to love your match. They have a first match guarantee where if you don't like it, They'll take your feedback and you will meet with an actual coffee expert with, who will work with you and send you a brand new bag for free. That's right, a brand new bag for free. All you have to do is answer a couple of questions and you'll get your own personalized varieties of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. No gimmicks. You could get them once a week, once a month. It, it's up to you and how much coffee you drink. I drink a lot of coffee. I need it often. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. 40 cups of coffee. You can make it through a couple days on that. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find a coffee you'll love. That's drinktradecoffee.com SGP for $30 off. 
All right, we're back and we're going to talk some bourbon here. Miranda, what can you tell me about Angel's Envy? Well, first, I think it's important to let everyone know that we're drinking the Angel's Envy that is finished in port wine barrels. And until just a little bit ago, well, until tonight, we didn't realize how many different kinds of Angel's Envy there were. Yeah, and sidebar, we love port wine. We but, do. <laughs> um, yeah, there's port finish, rum finish, cask strength, sherry finish, tawny finish, Madeira finish, ice cider finish, and Mizanara finish. I'm not even sure what Mizanara is. So um, I had no idea they had so many different finishes. So that's no. interesting. And I, I'm really, I want to try the tawny finish and the Madeira finish. I feel like those would be, all of them sound amazing. But I now I want to go look for different kinds of Angel's Envy because, like I said, this was my Costco value find. And I didn't realize that, you know, when I've heard of Angel's Envy, I heard about it being finished in port wine barrels. I didn't know that there was all these other kinds. Yeah. Angel Envy hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So while I go into some of the background behind Angel's Envy and give you all some bourbon facts here. Justin, I want you to drink. Take your three drinks of this bourbon and be ready to tell us what you taste. A woman says to drink, <laughs> I'm going to drink. All right. So Angel's Envy is from the cellars of Lincoln Henderson. And I don't know if many of you know, maybe a lot of you do, um, know who Lincoln Henderson is. But he um, is was like the driving force behind Gentleman Jack. He was a big contributor contributor to Jack Daniels Single Barrel and Woodford Reserve Bourbon. So I didn't know all of this about him, but those are impressive. really yeah, impressive really and good. very good bourbons there and whiskey. Um so anyway, <laughs> this is finished in Ruby Port wine barrels for up to 6 months. It results in a whiskey of unprecedented smoothness and character. <laughs> um, this process um, enhances the bourbon with flavors of vanilla, ripe fruit, keep drinking over there, <laughs> and <laughs> maple syrup, to toast, and bitter chocolate. Um, and before Justin tells me what he's tasting over there, I just to let you know, like if you haven't, opened a bottle of Angel's Envy from the port wine, it immediately when you open it, you can smell this sweetness. And it is like the best smelling bourbon that I have smelled. It's it's very good. Um I surprisingly um smell raisins. Raisins? Yes, I smell raisins. Um, well raisins so, come from grapes. Yeah, so smell <laughs> yours because see if you smell any raisins. Um, it was also interesting that you said the bitter chocolate mm -hmm. because, you know, when you drink port, sometimes you'll drink dark chocolate and dark chocolate tends to be bitter. I tend to get a little bit of that in my aftertaste of this. There tends to be some kind of bitter, dark, really dark mm -hmm. chocolate taste with it. Um, so I'll let you smell it and tell me what you smell. I don't know, smell. not raisins, but wine. I, I feel like I, okay. you smell like... I know we tradition like we tend to not like the very sweet ports. We like right. a less sweet port wine, but we like port wine. This smells like a port wine. I think ruby ports th those are sweeter. Yeah. Yep. So mm -hmm. the so on the nose it says su subtle vanilla, raisins, maple syrup, 
and toasted nuts. I feel like if you think about all of those, you can, I can smell the vanilla. I can smell maple syrup. And yet there's also this, I know we're talking a lot about the smell, but I think that the smell is very, it makes it stand out from opening any other bottle of bourbon. It, it hits you and you're like, wow, I, I want to try this. Yeah. Now you taste it and I'll tell you what you should be tasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, on the palate, vanilla, ripe fruit, maple syrup, toast, and bitter chocolate. I get the bitter chocolate for sure. Still tasting. Still tasting. Okay. I, I've done. It's I've done two tastes. Two. She's on, so like I've been drinking our old fashioned throughout, yeah. but now I'm tasting it without. So I know that kind Which of does skew your, It does it a little. Your taste a little, but, but it's still. <clears throat> this is another one. Um, I know last week's episode when we were drinking Makers Forty Six. Yes. Yep. Um, we talked about how. It burns, but not in the throat, like back of the mouth. This is yep. another one that does that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of sweetness on the top. Like I taste, it does taste more yeah. sweet. It's really easy to drink in my opinion. Yeah. Burn in the back of the throat, not a burn on the way down, harsh mm-hmm. type of taste at all. Um, I think it it stands up well in the old fashioned. Yes. Um, because it, it does have a very complex taste. There's a lot to it, I feel like. Um, and you do pick that up when you're drinking the old fashioned rather than being overpowered by everything else in there. Not everything else. It's not like there's a lot of ingredients in old fashioned, but once you get the bitters, a little bit of sugar water, you throw a cherry or orange peel in there, you know, a a weaker bourbon or a bourbon that isn't as complex doesn't always stand out. Mm -hmm. Um, even smooth, like super smooth bourbons, like we've talked about Jefferson's doesn't stand out. So to me, Picking the bourbon that you drink in a mixed drink even is is just as important as picking what you want to drink straight. Mm-hmm. And like I was just going to say, this is a bourbon that I think is great straight. Yeah. I just like like it changes the taste like an old fashioned. It, it enhances an old fashioned really well. Mm-hmm. But it's just as good straight. I don't even have this straight like on the rocks. I have it just yeah, and you usually yeah. have a couple cubes, mm-hmm. so um, definitely an easy one to drink. Now, they're finished, they say. It's interesting, clean and lingering sweetness with a hint of Madeira that slowly fades, uh-huh. which is interesting mm-hmm. since it's in the Ruby Port, and they do have the Madeira finished ones, so I would mm-hmm. be curious to put those next to each other and compare them. That's definitely something we need to try. Angel's Envy at us. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I want to find that Madeira. That's a yeah, yep. look up, Justin. Look up where we can find that. All right. That'll, I'll put that on the list. Um, while we drink our whiskey, we might as well continue with the fantasy football tight ends. Uh, next on the list, a dollar cheaper than TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles, Sean's Philadelphia Eagles. 2022 projections, 158 and a half. 2021, he tied for eighth at 165. He played 15 games, 56 receptions on 76 targets, 830 yards and four touchdowns. Miranda, how do you feel about Dallas Goddard? I think he is a great mid-range tight end option. A.J. Brown is now on the team. However, Goddard is still an asset to the team. And he had been shadowed by Zach Ertz until midseason last year. So this is going to be his first full season without Ertz. And I think that there's going to be some great potential coming from him. Yeah, and you saw him get more involved in that passing game mm-hmm. once Ertz was out of there. Um, if you listen to our quarterback episode, you know I'm on the Hurts train this year. I am big on Jalen Hurts. 
Therefore, I am big on his offensive playmakers, and that includes Dallas Goddard. I think four touchdowns goes up. I think he gets closer to that 1,000-yard range, and I could see him finishing as the sixth or seventh. Yeah, I definitely um, think that it pushes his projection for the year up more yeah. than eighth. Yep, absolutely. So um, $15, I think, you know, that's a good value. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think he has a good year, and I think that's a good price for him. So uh, moving on to number nine, Mike Yasicki, I can't wait to hear what you say about this. Um, just because of a little pre-show, uh, Miranda, you know, was looking at this and like, wait a minute, Mike Yasicki is ninth. I don't agree with that. So I'm really interested to hear why. Um, 2022 projections of 154.1. He tied for eighth last year with Dallas Goddard at that 165, and that was 73 receptions, 112 targets, 780 yards, and two touchdowns. Miranda, why do you hate Mike Gasicki? Hate is a strong word, but I <laughs> okay. really, really, really don't like him. Nice plain white <laughs> tease reference. Um, no, I again, like I had to go. I looked up. I was like going on to all these, like, looking up all these projections because I'm like he's not even in my top ten. I feel like fourteenth, fifteenth, maybe for me. Um, but no, people believe in him, and so let's look at his stats here. Um, he has only had 13 touchdowns in 64 games. That's one out of every five games. He's scoring one touchdown. If you're good with that, then he is the man for you. (laughs) Also, I mean, they have Tyreek Hill on the team. They have Jalen Waddle. Um, they have Cedric Wilson this is also the dolphin. Wow. The dolphins, <laughs> they're a run heavy offense. I feel like Gasecki, he just lacks that touchdown upside. Now I'm not saying that he didn't, he wasn't good to me on some of my teams in the past couple of years. My contracts actually expired with him this last year. So when I was selecting my keepers, he was being dropped for my team this year. Um, and I feel like I got one last okay year before our breakup. I have no <laughs> regrets, not even one touchdown. All right. Well, so I'm around $10 in Gasicki, not 13, but I'm close. Here's why. I They didn't trade for Tyreek Hill to stay a running team, I don't think. They're going to open this offense up. Now, I don't have a lot of belief in Tua. Don't get me wrong. I have close to zero belief in Tua. Exactly. Right? Um, but... With Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, two of the fastest guys in the NFL, um, on the field, how are you going to cover Mike Gesicki too? I don't think – I think it's going to leave him open, even if it's small passes. Um, you know, I think two is going to be doing a lot of dump-offs, running around, doesn't make the right decision, just throws it to the out, which is Mike Gesicki. Um, So I think in a PPR league, he's going to offer some value there by catching a lot. Maybe not a lot of touchdowns, maybe not a lot of ton of yards, but I think he's going to get a good amount of catches – But I don't see him finishing higher than eighth. In fact, the guy that's behind him at 10th, I think will finish above Mm -hmm. him. So I I think there's even a couple other tight ends that don't make this list that will finish above him. That's very possible. Noah Fant, if Seattle can get their stuff Mm -hmm. together, Noah Fant's a very talented tight end. Um, Russell Wilson and Albert O, what he can do with him will be interesting to see because Albert O's always been behind Noah Fant, and he's never had a quarterback like Russell Wilson. So maybe put those two above 
um, Gesicki. Well, so and even Gesicki not even th- them. Like I think that Cole Komet is going to be a sleeper this year. I he's it's on very, the Bears. He has yep. Justin Fields. I think they might develop some more chemistry this year. And he looked good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, then you have Firemouth with the Steelers. I think it's it's hard to know how he's going to do without Roethlisberger. If you trust Mitch Trubisky, he might be worth a gamble. Which I do. I know you do. <laughs> I did not doubt that for a second. <laughs> um, but I just think that that might be another person who might sneak up there and be worth more than Gasecki might be. All right. You're convincing me to bail on my $10 on Mike Gasecki and not even look at him. So um, you've convinced me. We'll move on to number 10, who I have above him. Zach Ertz, $13. We talked about that he's no longer with Philadelphia. He got traded to Arizona last year. Ended up finishing fifth um, in 2021 with 180.7 points, 74 receptions, 112 targets, 763 yards, and five touchdowns. 2022, he's projected 153.5, so barely under Gesicki's projections. Um, how do you feel about Zach Ertz? I'm, I'm on the fence. I think you know their offense now has Marquise Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins returns in Week 7. Mm-hmm. I think Ertz is upside is going to be in weeks one through six. I think he has a lot more potential to do better in the first six weeks of the season. I don't know once DeAndre Hopkins returns, if he's going to continue to have that upside, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I think that that might impact him. So if he goes for around, um, let's say $10, you may draft him and then capitalize on a good start and trade, Mm -hmm. right? And that's definitely, that's definitely a strategy. Some people might want to think about that. Um, Especially if you already mm -hmm. have a keeper tight end or you get a different one like Cole Komet for cheaper Mm -hmm. that ends up performing well and becomes your first. We'll talk about um, in the coming weeks, once the season starts, some, some guys that uh, to capitalize when they're high, you know, capitalize Mm -hmm. when they're doing well and trade them. Yeah. Um, Like you might have Ertz in there the start of the season and one of those sleepers starts going off and just in time for, you know, Ertz is looking great. That's when you want to trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I I like Ertz this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thirteen dollars for a, a tight end that you think will be okay. You know, not elite mm-hmm. is a little much when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. But I do I do like his opportunities in Arizona. You know, his targets and receptions went up after he was traded there. Um, Hopkins is out for a while. They no longer have Christian Kirk, though. I think Marquise Brown kind of takes over for that. Um, AJ Green, you know, I, I don't think he's relevant anymore. So Ertz should continue to be a good target for this offense. Um, I just, if he's worth the 13, he's I, another one that around yeah. 10, I would do around 10. And maybe. I don't even know, like when you start getting into these like ninth and 10th ranked tight ends, I don't feel that the money, like you should be spending that much of your money on those positions because you probably could spend that money and get a better player in another position. Also, like I know you mentioned Noah Fant earlier and I drafted him for a dollar last year. So when I was like keepers, I've had three leagues that had keepers do this week and I kept him for another year at a dollar as a backup tight end option. Or if he has a great year, then that'll really play out well for me. But at a dollar, I don't even have to worry about getting that backup tight end or, you know, that's a I think you have to really think about where your money is going at this point when we're at this 
ninth yeah. and 10th ranked tight ends. Absolutely. Um, speaking of keepers, a little fun to kind of look at our keepers. So we run a league, um, you know, $200 PPR, it's kind of the same format we've been talking about. Your keepers this year, um, Noah Fant for a dollar. Derek Carr for three dollars. I'm mm-hmm. big on Carr this year. Justin Herbert for eight. Excellent value. You do still have Mike Davis contracted well, for eight dollars. I didn't but, see that coming. And right. when I decided to that's where when you're keeping, like I get nervous, like you could keep him for three years. Right. You don't know what's gonna happen. I did keep Mike Davis for two years when I kept him. Yep. So it's biting me. So I'm gonna lose out on the eight dollars. But well, we all thought he was going to be relevant in Atlanta's mm-hmm. offense last year, yeah. and it just happened that Cordero Patterson really took over. So um, it's only $8, though. Not a huge deal. And when your contract expires in the given year, so like it expires at the end of this year, you can drop him at any time during mm-hmm. the season without a penalty. You also kept Derrick Henry, $61, a little more expensive, but you, you ensure that you get an elite running back. And now I think – when we talked about running backs, because I feel like this might contradict a little bit of my feelings during our running back episode, but I already, like, I can't see who's being kept for Just keepers who- for other teams, but I know who I was already contracted, yeah. who's in, who's locked into a contract from last year. And I decided to do that because our running back options were – getting slim for up there so i knew i wanted to you know and that's better value i think mm, comparable value to where he was but as the running backs are taken or kept the dollar value of who's available goes up yep exactly so um no i think it was a good call i i would have done the same thing in your shoes uh and that draft is thursday so i'm i'm excited for that i'm very excited about my team in this league um Let's uh, like you know. I've heard the guys refer to it as a little rosturbation here. So listen to this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen for twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins for a dollar. If he you know comes back from that injury and looks the part, That'll I feel like that's amazing. Yep. Austin Eckler for only thirty five. Joe Mixon for thirty eight. Oh, Kyle Pitts for twenty four, and then Darnell Mooney for three. So. The cheap ass here actually has a lot wrapped up in contracts. You do, but this look is, at those val. Look yeah, at the value there. I do. I do feel good about the values. I I, I don't want to like pat yourself on the back and years. talk your team up when you're my enemy. You but. can. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, this is going to be really weird for me because I normally go in with a huge budget. I have $113 contracted, only an $87 budget. That's mm-hmm. different for me. So we'll see how I adjust to that. And then our 12-team league, you have Tyreek Hill and mm-hmm. the Bills defense because they were a dollar and they are a top 12 defense, right? right. 12 teams. I, I am not. Well. I hate when we're every year in drafts. I dread nominating a defense because I know it's going to create a, like not a huge bidding war, but I don't want to spend a lot of money on, def- on a defense. So when keeping them keep for it. a year at a dollar just to get that pick out of the way, like that's that just seems like the thing to do if you depending on you know like some leagues you can only keep so many keepers so if i had other players that i had better value to me and i needed on my team i wouldn't have kept my defense but yeah for sure mm-hmm. um and this is the league that i won last year i just wanted to throw yeah, that out I there knew. real quick I knew so. this was coming <laughs> um so <laughs> my keepers in that one quarterback justin herbert quarterback justin fields rolling with the two jays uh, running back David Montgomery. I did end up keeping Kenneth Gainwell. He's had a bad preseason camp, but it was three dollars. 
Um, I have Cam Akers for $3, Ramondre Stevenson for $3, Debo Samuel for only 6 I kept Russell Gage in case he is a little relevant for 3 and then Hunter Henry for 3 So that one I do have a draft budget of 151 and I have a lot of positions filled. So be able to make a splash. Um, be ready for that. <laughs> I feel like we went down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> we, we did. Um, and we'll be talking about rabbit hole later uh, in a episode in yes. the future. So just a little spoiler alert. Be ready for uh, going down a rabbit hole. I feel like this is a good segue into something we wanted to make sure. Like we thought about. Um, next week, we're going to be drinking. What are we going to be drinking, Justin? Yeah, so next week, we're going to drink Oak and Eden. Yes. And we, we this is something we wanted to do and we just... You know, we got so excited about starting the podcast and what we wanted to fit in. We kind of forgot to do it every episode, but we're going to let you know um, each episode what we're going to be drinking the next episode in case maybe, hey, maybe you're at the store and you see a sample of it and you want to pick it up and drink with us. Maybe you already have a bottle at home and you're like, I'm going to make an old fashioned too and drink or drink it on the rocks, however you want to drink it. Yeah. And you'll be ready. And you know what? If you want to grab a glass of water and drink that too. We're totally fine with that. You don't have to drink just (laughs) because we are. Um, So, you know, but yeah, we do want to kind of give a preview going forward of what we're going to be drinking the next episode. And next episode is Oak and Eden. So find yourself a bottle, find yourself a sample, something, and we'll talk about that. Give a little uh, background on it like we always do. And yeah, go from there. So we're going to take one more break for our sponsors and then it's mailroom time. We got some questions to answer, Miranda. All right. Yep. So let's uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Lo siento, Miss Perea, my Spanish teacher in high school who's from Spain. I don't remember that much. Now, thanks to Babbel, the learning language app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Did you know I learned most of my Spanish from working in a bait-and-tackle shop uh, throughout college? Yes, lombresas is how you say worms. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make a perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Man, I could have used that. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com SGP. That's babbel.com SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Now, if you're listening to this, you know it's almost the start of the NFL season. Gosh, I love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. 
Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, which I'm sure you know, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, impressing friends, perfect for the preseason you get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as the regular season kicks off now i love this app it is giving me an edge over all the people in my fantasy league in fact i hate to tell them about it because then they're going to be able to look up the same stats i am however Take my advice, download the Elias Game Plan app today. With new features available all the time, take your game to the next level. NFL season's right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Store today. All right, Murr, the dogs are barking. You know that means the mail is here. What? (laughs) Why is this the mailroom edition? Well, yeah, you didn't seem to like my my blues clues from last week. I never said I... Well, I just was... Okay, I was not anticipating either of these moments that we are having, so... We're still kicking around some intros for a mailroom. <laughs> you keep trying. Have ideas, at us. I think this uh, week is out. Let's come up with something else next week. <laughs> I was actually hoping our dog is laying next to us. I was hoping she would start barking when I said here. She did not. She no, missed her cue. She so. is sleeping. She's yeah. out. It's past her bedtime. I guess. So, uh, it's about past my bedtime, so let's get on with this. Miranda, Darth Football returns. Darth Ooh, returns, yay. yeah. Um, with a question, would you keep Justin Jefferson for $72 or you could keep James Conner for 43 Chris Godwin or Gabe Davis for 14 and Kyle Pitts for 17 which equals the $72? Um, now, this is also, I feel like this part's important, a 14-team league. 14 teams. 14 teams. Ooh, I sometimes don't even like being in a 12-team league. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, Okay, well, this definitely impacts my answer, the fact that it's a 14-team league. I feel like, you know, even in a 12, 12-team league, your talent goes. Like, it, it gets t- taken up by all these – it has to be spread around the 12 teams. When you have 14 teams, you're – It's getting even harder to get that talent. I think you have to keep the three players for the 72 versus taking Justin Jefferson. I I don't know what your budget is, but I have to imagine that $72 is a huge chunk of your budget. And to be able to get three players, three good players for that same value, I think that you're better off considering how many teams are in your league. Yeah, I definitely like keeping the uh, the players, more players over mm-hmm. that, um, especially because I'm high on James Conner. And not Pitts. As, not as You're high, high as on you, Pitts. But yeah, I got my <laughs> Pitts passion. And then I, I really like Gabe Davis this year for Buffalo. Um, so, so you would go with Gabe Davis over Godwin? Yeah, I would. Yep, I really like Gabe Davis. So I would do Conner Davis. I think I would too, considering how many options Tampa has. Yep, absolutely. And Godwin coming back from the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen him yet. You know, so I don't know exactly if he'll be back week one. I think he's expected, but it's not confirmed. So, yeah, I I would go with the three on that one. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid decision. If you go with it, obviously, we're not telling you you have to. But I think that, I mean, just looking at the budget there and yeah, Yeah, I think I would go with the three. 
All right. We got another question from Bwall536. Can keep two of three. This is a new person or um, as well. So thank you for having a question. Two of three. It's a $200 salary cap. Okay. Okay. Another Justin Jefferson, popular um, person in these keeper questions. So Jefferson for 45. Jonathan Taylor for 56. Leonard Fournette for seven. Keep two of three. Now, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and give my opinion here. Okay. Leonard Fournette at seven is, is a steal. Is a steal. It's much under Sorry. his value. You're going to give your opinion and I interrupt yep, you. That's with okay. Mine. <laughs> that's okay. And Jonathan Taylor at 56, also a good value, even mm-hmm. though that's high. Um, I feel comfortable because running backs are so important. I feel comfortable keeping those two. You've just saved a lot of money on Fournette. You can still make a run for Justin Jefferson. What are your thoughts? I have to agree with you there. Um, I immediately, when you said Fournette at seven dollars, I was like, "Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, to me that's a no brainer there for the value." Um, and yeah, Jonathan Taylor at fifty six, that's great value there. I hope you know Why you just you? quoted your dad. No brainer. Oh my god, I did not. <laughs> <It's a> no brainer. <laughs> like you're looking at me. I was like, "Am I? What? Did, why are you looking at me like that?" <laughs> it's a no brainer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shout out to my dad and his no mic-isms. His mic-isms. Yeah. Okay. It's a no brainer. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then yeah, I do. I think you could still get a run at Jefferson if you don't. You know, you don't keep him, but you can get a run at him in the draft. Yeah, because you just saved all that money, so mm-hmm. you can definitely go after him. I like the I like that play. Um, I'm a value guy anyways, so $7, it's good value. Value is really important. Maybe you like somebody better than Fournette, but the value there, and it opens up options when you're drafting, Yep, just like you said there. Yep, absolutely. Um, A question from Adam Pelletier, the Don of Bill's Mafia himself, (laughs) uh, managing editor of SGP. He's in a $250 auction league. Already kind of has an idea on some of his keepers, but he's between two uh, choices here. So he could keep Javante Williams for $22 or Travis Etienne for 11 um, Now, Javante uh, has Melvin Gordon there, of course. Mm-hmm. But Travis Etienne, coming back from his injury last year, you know, he was a rookie last year, never got to play, really has not impressed me that much in the preseason. Um the Broncos like to run the ball. Now, that may change with Russell Wilson in town. Um, and Jacksonville probably should run the ball more. But they, he also has James Robinson in the backfield who did very well last year. Um, so that's a tough one. Do you spend the $22 and keep Javante? Or do you save a little money and take um, take Travis Etienne in that one? So both of these teams are obviously run-heavy offenses. Um, And not having been in a $250 budget league, had to look up these values here. These are both great value players. I mean, you got keeping Javante Williams at 22 when he's valued at around 45. ETN is valued at around 39, and you could keep him for 11. However, I think with um, Denver having Russell Wilson – I think that opens up the run game for them, having him there. And they have said that Williams is going to be their guy. Now, looking at ETN, like, I think it's more of a gamble if you're going to keep him. I think, I mean, valued at 39, Williams valued at 45, they're pretty close there. 
in value, like looking at what they're ranked and projected at. <clears throat> However, Etienne was so hyped up last year and then he got injured. So we didn't get to see if he was going to live up to that hype. So I think it's more risky because we don't know if the talent, like if he's going to be what we were anticipating him to be. So it's a gamble to see if he comes back from injury, if he can stay healthy, if he can be that player we thought he was going to be last year. So I do have to kind of side with keeping Javante Williams because, like I said, Denver has said he's going to be their guy. I think having Russell Wilson helps the team, helps open up that the run for them, and I feel safer going with Williams. I think Etienne is a gamble. Yeah, and even though he's more, 11 more dollars, I'm not going to add much more because we've both met Adam. We know he's going to listen to you, right? Oh, whatever. Yeah, maybe. We, but I agreed with you in a way. Yeah. So no, I, I, I think um, you know. Even Melvin Gordon has said they've told me that Williams is the guy. He knows he's playing second fiddle there. He's okay with it. Um, so yeah, I like Williams a lot more. Etn just hasn't impressed me this year in preseason. I know it's been limited, but I've not been impressed. So um, I, I don't feel good about him this year. One more question. Um, has to do with Javante Williams. This is from Facebook. Rodney Blaze, shout out to him on the Fantasy Football Advice page. Um, Keeper League, it's not a dynasty. Okay. Doesn't matter about the, the auction price. He just wants to know, I think I know the answer to this one, but Derrick Henry or Javante Williams? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, <laughs> I agree. Um, that, that one's pretty simple for me mm -hmm. because Henry, I know he's coming off the injury. You know, he brought up the point that Henry does have miles on him, you know, and he had the injury and mm -hmm. Williams, um, is young. The only thing holding him back is that they re-signed Gordon, but yeah, I think you go with Henry either I way. I think you do. I don't think you can go like, I don't think you can turn down having that option. Yep. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Miranda, do you have anything to add on our tight end episode? I think we covered the tight ends pretty well. All right. Uh, next week, we're going to talk a little bit about our listener league, which we'll have drafted by that time, I believe. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll uh, talk about a little bit getting prepped for your season mm -hmm. because you're probably knee-deep in your drafts. The, the season is almost here. It's a it's a great time. This is always a great no, time. The anticipation anticipation is building. The drafting is almost the most fun part of fantasy football, in my opinion. The planning and just the leading up to that, getting your keeper set and not knowing who your team is going to be. After that, it's just a pick and choose of who you're going to start. But this these next couple of weeks here leading up to it are so important. So um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening again. Again. Always submit your questions. You can reach out to us at Twitter. I am Jmark Football. She is at Jmark's Wifey. Miranda, my drink is just about gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.